Hey, thanks for joining us. This is Until All Have Heard from the Far East Broadcasting Company. My name is Wayne Shepard. Ed Cannon is here. Ed is president of FEBC. You know, Ed, we have a radio program called FEBC Today, but it's only a couple of minutes each day. and doesn't give us a chance to really tell in depth some of the wonderful stories. And that's what this podcast gives us a chance to do. Yeah, and in addition to that, Wayne, today's going to be a bit of a different podcast. We're going to try and weave a lot of God's Word in to what we're telling you is going on in our ministry. We've been sitting here reading from 1 Corinthians, and uh, then we started looking at the testimonies that we're getting from many countries. Right, we're going to bounce around the world, aren't we? And they intersect, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. What's first? God is weaving a story here through these listeners who will never meet on this side of heaven, will they? But here's uh, the first one from Indonesia, and then I'll ask you to read some of the scripture you're talking about there. Sure. This listener comment from Indonesia, when I moved to Java, is that how you pronounce it, Java? Yeah, Java. Sounds like coffee, though. Java is a region, uh, an island in Indonesia, one of many islands. 16,000, as a matter of fact, but it's the largest one. Well, I shouldn't say that. It's one of the <laughs> larger ones. thousands of them aren't yeah, there. Yeah. Right. When I moved to Java, I began listening to FEBC with my host family, and the things I learned piqued my interest. Though I was still very much a Muslim, God got a hold of my heart, and I not only became a believer, I became a pastor. I wonder what was first on that man's mind. He's a Muslim. He's listening to FEBC with a family, and it piqued his interest. I'd love to know what that means. Yeah. It reminds me, though, we talked about this verse from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligent of the intelligent, I will frustrate So I think about this Muslim man, and before you can plant a new idea in someone's head, you have to at least put into place some questioning of what he already believes. Yes. I know for me, if I believe something very strongly, a new idea comes very difficult to me. If I've caught a fish in one place using one particular lure, <laughs> I want to keep doing that over and over and I over. I knew you were going there, yeah. <laughs> even though I haven't caught anything for a long time. You have to eliminate the learning before you can create new learning. So that's what I think it, that they're talking about here in First Corinthians. I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligent of the intelligent. I will frustrate. Why? So that we can plug new wisdom, new learning, and actually, in this case, real truth into the man. Well, I underline his words, God got a hold of my heart. It's all of God. You know, we were simply the messengers, weren't we? We were the channel, so to speak. It was God's Holy Spirit that drew him. That's right. And what we tell him even is not of us. We're just repeating what God's told us. Right. Yep. But he's, God is getting a hold of his heart in my mind, after he has frustrated his wisdom, has called into question his intelligence. Well, I know you have more scripture to share. May I jump around Please. the world here? Let's go. Let's go to Ukraine for this comment. Where is the wise man, Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got ahead of you there. <laughs> All right. From Ukraine, from an ER surgeon, listen to this. I operate on seven or eight people each day and half of them die. I was so stressed and depressed that I thought of taking my own life, but the sound of laughter from the broadcaster 
and message of hope from the radio program was the only thing that stopped me. So actually, it's not even in this case what the broadcaster said that first gathered his attention. It was the sound of laughter. Mm-hmm. And then the message of hope, yeah. And then the me- but it was the sound of laughter that brought his ear to the radio and said, ah, there's something pleasant. There's something joyful. That's what's going to make me listen. It wasn't what the broadcaster was saying. What attracted him was the laughter, but what went to his heart was the message. How does Scripture fit in there? I butted in a few minutes ago and said, where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? Obviously, this ER surgeon is a bright and capable and intelligent man. Certainly. But how has that wisdom kept him from such a state of depression that he was considering taking his own life? It didn't help him, did it? And I think we know many examples in life of brilliant, capable, accomplished, uh, successful people who at the core of their being are depressed and discouraged. And, and coming back to Scripture, not everyone's wise. Brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise or accomplished like this surgeon. Not many of you were influential. Not many were, of you were of noble birth. This is speaking to us commoners, people uh, who populate the bulk of the earth, but God chose foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. What an interesting verse, Wayne. What does that really mean? Hmm. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. Yeah. I think it's about our own personal belief that our intelligence can take us somewhere, mm-hmm. can help us. But it's those people who believe it's not my strength, it's my weakness that is in my success. When I am weak, I am strong, Paul said. It's one of those paradoxes we find in Scripture, isn't it? Right. It's just like the surgeon. When he thought he was strong and he's operating, he's doing all these things, he's realizing he had very little success, so much so he was ready to kill himself. Mm. So what we're reading here emphasizes that very point, that when we're weak— when we're just surrendering and looking for something else, just like this man, the message of hope came from the radio, and it's the only thing that stopped me from suicide. That's very powerful, Ed. Let's go to the next one. All right, let's uh, continue the FEBC World Tour here. This uh, comment comes from Korea. I prayed with tears every day for the salvation of my brother's soul. I was so thankful that FEBC shared the gospel with him I fasted and prayed, and after listening more, my brother accepted Jesus as his Savior. I give thanks to God and all those involved with FEBC. I love his last line, I give thanks to God for all those involved with FEBC. But it's not those involved with FEBC that he should be thanking God for. As I continue to read this same scripture, Wayne, I'm down to chapter 2 now. When I came to you, brothers, I did not come with elegance or superior wisdom, as I had proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. So if I could speak with this dear brother that wrote to us from Korea, I would say, I'm so grateful, friend, 
that you have had tears in your eyes and you've sought after the salvation of your brother's soul. But don't give thanks to God for those involved with FEBC because we don't come to you with superior wisdom or elegant language. It is God to whom you need to give thanks for God's word and his message, which is what saved the soul of your brother. That's excellent. It really is. I want you to read more of that passage. We'll get to it in just a moment here. But I want to tell you this story. Our staff sent us this story, and they, they told us this story, this monk, this Buddhist monk in Thailand, who listens to our program. The program happens to be called Heart Friend. Isn't that a great title, by the way? He heard about the Bible and Jesus in the program, and he contacted us. He'd like to learn more about Jesus' history. He's contacted us and asking more information about Jesus. You just never know. You know, Wayne, one of the things that is so common when we hear from people in Thailand, one of the things they struggle with a bit is the Spirit. We talk about the Holy Spirit and the presence of the Holy Spirit in the presentation of the gospel and his work on people's heart. But many Buddhists believe that spirits are evil, and it's a difficult and complex message. So as I keep reading on in this 1 Corinthians verse, it says, My message and my preaching— were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. And I would love for this Buddhist monk to hear from us that is the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of God, the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, which is making the difference in these people's lives. And that's what he's looking for. I want more information about Jesus because the Holy Spirit is working positively in his life to plant that desire for him to know the truth. Well, I know our staff responded answering his questions. And uh, let's pray that uh, the Spirit will work in this monk's life to bring him to salvation in Christ. All right, one more. Got time for one more. This comes from the country of China. Uh, your programs opened my eyes to let me realize there are Christians all over the world. Now I no longer reject it. Mm. Isn't mm. that interesting? No eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor mind conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. And it doesn't say for those in China right. or those in America or those in England. It says, for those who love him. Hmm. And God has revealed to us by his spirit. Wayne, we know of believers all around the world who have written testimonies to FEBC, testimonies of how the Holy Spirit has worked in their heart with the gospel that they've heard on the radio to follow him. And I am so, so very grateful that God has given FEBC the gift of technology to proclaim his word coupled with the knowledge here in First and Second Corinthians that it's not our wisdom, that it's not our knowledge or what we say or superior language. It is purely the simple truth of Christ and Christ crucified. And that message of the cross is not foolishness to those of us who believe. Give us the reference again. Some listeners may want to look at these verses themselves and think more about this. I started in 1 Corinthians 1, verse 18, and have read various texts all the way down through the last one I read, which is 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. And I'll read that again in closing. Okay. 
For no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor mind has conceived what God has prepared for those all around the world who love him. So great to open the scripture with you here today, Ed. Thank you for doing that. And thanks to our listeners, millions of listeners who tune into FEBC. Many of them let us know letters and emails and comments like the ones we heard today, just a a sampling. So it's a wonderful ministry that God has given the Far East Broadcasting Company. And thanks for your support that makes it possible. If you'd like more information, our website's a great place to start, febc.org. And Ed, you have a final word? Thanks, Wayne, for giving us the opportunity to speak to so many listeners about what God has done through the ministry of FEBC. FEBC.org. Thanks for listening. Until All Have Heard is a production of the Far East Broadcasting Company.